city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General, General Cigar, cigar Dave. One week from the start of the 2019 International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Convention in Las Vegas, NV. There is nothing like visiting the Vegas desert during summer. Nothing like a balmy 110, 112 degrees. And at night, you think it's going to get cool, sun goes down, no chance. It's still like walking into a sauna. But the good news this year, everything is at the Sands Expo Center, the Venetian Hotel, and the Palazzo. Everything will be undercover, under air conditioning. We'll be able to talk to all the cigar manufacturers, cigar retailers, get the pulse. We've got exclusive coverage that will begin Monday, July 1st, all day, 1 p.m. Eastern time. So we are locked and loaded, ready to go. Long-ash greetings and salutations, a long-ash snappy salute, Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure, long live the alpha, make America great again, make masculinity great again, screw the enemies of pleasure, your global five-star general and alpha male-in-chief from Command Center Alpha in the Cigar City, a very plush Command Center Alpha filled with great cigars, libations, and a holding room for the harem just have to press a little button. I've got this little special button underneath my desk. They come in, bing, bang, boom, pleasure maneuvers begin. And for the next two hours, we will enjoy great pleasure maneuvers. Many new cigars that are already being announced that will be launched at the Cigar Retailers Convention. In the second hour of today's show, we'll be joined by Nick Perdomo for our Cigar Masters Hour. Uh, Nick of Perdomo Cigars, they have a new cigar they'll be launching at the IPCPR convention next week. You will hear about it first here. Our May Officers Club selection was the Perdomo Habano Reserve Bourbon Barrel Aged. Incredible, incredible reviews. Great response from our members in the Officers Club. Very nice cigar. So we will talk with Nick about that cigar, all of his lineup, what's going on in Nicaragua. He was one of the first to really get into Nicaragua and build a large factory and go vertically integrated by growing his own tobacco, fermenting his own tobacco, rolling, box factory. So we'll get to Nick in the second hour. We will have exclusive in-booth, on-show floor video coverage of the IPCPR convention Monday, July 1st, beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern time. That's 10 a.m. Pacific time. And we will begin in, we've got about six, seven, eight booths that we want to hit. Plus, I do a big walk around. We'll visit Gurkha. Davidoff's got some new cigars they'll be releasing. CAO, 
couple of big things going on at Drew Estate. Alec Bradley with the new Lars Tetons acquisition. I will have a retailer roundtable with several retailers. I'll do a walkthrough, a very quick walkthrough of the entire show floor. And we'll have a number of other guests, depending on who we run into. And that's the cool thing. We will be doing these from one booth to the next. All of our coverage at CigarDave.com, as well as the Cigar Dave mobile app. If you've not downloaded the Cigar Dave mobile app, Go to your respective place or your respective app store, whether it's Google Play or the Apple App Store, iPhone App Store, and just do a search for Cigar Dave. Download it. You'll be able to watch it, and we will give you notifications right on your mobile device, your iPod, your Android, your iPad, so that when we begin an interview, boom, you will know about it, and you'll have time to open up the app and start watching in real time. Warning. 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 We've reached DEFCON 1. Civil rights have been breached. Congressional insurgency has begun. Stand by as your general enacts countermeasures. I was right. It happens all the time. No surprise if you are a longtime listener to the Cigar Dave Show. This five-star is right virtually 99.9% of the time. Nobody can be right 100% of the time, but most of the time I am right, and I was right about my prediction of what would happen after the city of Beverly Hills People's Republic of California enacted the prohibition of of the sale of any tobacco products within the Beverly Hills city limits, including cigars. And what did I predict? I said to you all, After reporting of the Beverly Hills City Council action, mark my words, it is only a matter of time before the outright prohibition of cigars spreads to the rest of the country like an uncontrolled flock of cockroaches. And once again, I am right. And for those of you that say, well, I don't smoke cigars, it's not really a big deal to me, I still enjoy your show, General, but okay, cigars couldn't, may not be sold in my municipality, why should you pay attention to this? Because if they can outright prohibit the sale of a legal product in this country, cigars, tobacco, it's just a matter of time until they come after a product you consume and you enjoy, whether it's coffee, whether it's steak, whether it's soda, whether it is cupcakes, you name it, they're going to come after a product you enjoy and you consume. Plastic, we're starting to see that. Plastic bans, everything is evil. Plastic, plastic, plastic. We need to save the world from plastic. Canada, Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister, wussified beta male, says we're going to save the environment. No plastic, no consumable plastic anymore. Great. Even if you don't smoke cigars, you better pay very close attention. And as I predicted, another city nearby Beverly Hills, People's Republic of California, said, gee, Beverly Hills prohibited the sale of tobacco, including cigars. We ought to look at that. So the Manhattan Beach City Council is going to consider a citywide ban of all tobacco sales. Councilperson Steve Napolitano called it a logical next step after banning smoking in public places five years ago. What have I always told you about the enemies of pleasure? How do they operate? They don't just come in and say, all right, we want to outright prohibit everything. No. They take a long-term patient approach, incrementalism. 
They do things incrementally. Just like we're seeing with the ultra, ultra socialists that are now starting to dominate the Democrat Party. Oh, we don't want to have nationalized healthcare, socialized medicine. No, 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 no. We just want to take certain parts, incrementalism. They come in like a cockroach. Once they get into your home, into your place of business, into your life, you're not going to get rid of them so quickly. Same exact thing happening with the enemies of pleasure. Once they come in and say, we just want to prohibit smoking in buildings and restaurants. Fine. Everybody said, yeah, great. Okay, no problem. Restaurants say, great. We will now build outdoor patios. Is that acceptable? And what are the enemies of pleasure? Yes, absolutely. As long as it's not indoors and there's signage. So all these restaurants accommodate their smoking patrons, their cigar patrons. They build extensive, lavish outdoor patios where people can dine. And three, four, five years later, the enemies of pleasure come back. Incrementally, they say, now it works so well. Prohibiting cigar and tobacco smoke indoors. Now we need to move it to the outdoor patios. Because any level of exposure is not good. They get that victory. Then what happens a year or two later? Now they must ban this, the, the consumption of cigars or tobacco on city streets, sidewalks, golf courses, and parks. Incrementalism, that is how it works. Think of the enemies of pleasure like vermin, like cockroaches, like rats. Rodents you want to get rid of, but you just can't because once they get in the house, in the door, they just creak open, they put their foot in that door, they're going to break down that door. And we are seeing the exact same thing after the action of Beverly Hills enacting an outright prohibition, not even skirting around it, an outright prohibition of the sale of cigars and other tobacco products. So Manhattan Beach on Tuesday directed their staff to research the impacts of such a ban and bring it back to an upcoming council uh, meeting in the form of a possible ordinance. Mark my words, you can do all the research you want the councilmen that are on the Manhattan Beach City Council, the five, four of them all voted to pass a motion to do the research on whether or not they should enact an outright prohibition on the sale of tobacco products within Manhattan Beach. There was one opposing view. The opposing view, one council person, one council person who said that basically what we're going to do is put local retailers out of business. We're going to go after what? Big gulps next? And the answer is that's exactly what they're going to go for. They're going to go after big gulps. They're going to go after your steak. They're going to go after your coffee. Mark my words. Coffee, caffeine, the number one addicted product in America and probably the world. You're going to have people, when they're done with tobacco, say, well, now we need something else. If you look at the, the, the socialists and the Dems and the Libs, they're always unhappy. It's the same thing with the enemies of pleasure. Have you ever noticed that we as cigar connoisseurs, we're happy people? We look at the glass half full, not half empty. We're happy we go and enjoy our cigars. We have a libation. We talk with people of different religions, different nationality, different races. 
everyone gets along. No problem. Everybody enjoys great camaraderie and fellowship. We see this all the time. We're happy people. The enemies of pleasure, they are not happy. They're miserable people. They always need to be complaining about something. If you watch the Democrat National Convention every four years during the presidential cycle, you would think, listening to all the Democrats speak, nobody has a job, nobody has money to buy anything, nobody is eating, everyone is homeless, everyone is on the street. It is misery, 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 misery. The enemies of pleasure are just miserable people. So when they're done with cigars and tobacco, they need another product to target because they live to create misery for others. They're coming after your coffee. There's no doubt about it. Caffeine is the number one addicted drug in the country and in the world. If you don't think an enemy of pleasure somewhere along the line is going to say, we need to ban the sale of coffee. Coffee is evil. Mark my words, it's going to happen. And they will go after your big gulps, and they will go after your candy, and they will go after your beef jerky, because they always need a product to prohibit. Everything is evil in this world. They can't just say to people, look, you make your own decisions, you're adults. No. They have to wag their finger because they think they're smarter than everyone else. I said this last week. We better be very Vigilant, because mark my words, the enemies of pleasure are going to start spreading this outright prohibition on cigars and tobacco across the country. Now, I'm hoping, I believe, this is a violation of the Interstate Commerce Clause of the Constitution. I am hoping that the retailers involved, the tobacco companies, the cigar industry will challenge this. If you don't challenge this now... They're going to let this spread uncontrollably. This is a legal product. It is a product that people make the decision to consume. Now, I've never consumed cigarettes. I would never consume a cigarette. Cigars and cigarettes are two different products, just like smoking a pipe is different than a cigarette. We all know that. But I would tell you straight off, this isn't about whether or not you smoke tobacco or you smoke cigars. This is about personal freedom personal choice to buy a product and consume it as an adult. Because if they can get away with this, they will then say, we need to prohibit the sale of soda, of meat products, of coffee, of donuts, any food product, potato chips, any product they deem to be unhealthy, unsafe. They'll say, well, we're doing it for the public good. Therefore, we have the right to outright ban it. This cannot stand. Very interesting. As you know, the politicians in the People's Republic of California, Gavin Newsom, the governor, starting with him, not the brightest light on the tree. I think this week he came out and said that what we see happening in California will start to see happening across the rest of the country. The Republicans will be outdated. They will be extinct. Great. Go to California. Go to California and see the homelessness. See how dirty San Francisco is. When you have, what, a third of the population on some sort of welfare program, California is broke. They're going to go bankrupt. In fact, what I say is if there is an earthquake, hopefully it will be right along the lines of the California boundaries, 
and let it just separate from the rest of the United States, drift into the Pacific Ocean, then we won't have all the issues with California and all the problems of uh, excessive welfare and government programs. Why are people leaving California? Who wants to be overly taxed? Who wants government in every part of their lives? But there is one city in California that I believe probably has the smartest politician without any question in the state, in the Golden State. The California mountain town of Idlewild, or Idlewild, California. Their mayor could very well be the brightest, smartest, most common sense mayor anywhere in the People's Republic of California. The name of the mayor is Maximus Mighty Dog Muller II, known as Mayor Max II. He is a golden retriever, no joke. You will see Mayor Max in his owner's pickup truck wearing a tie, sometimes a hat, barking greetings to his constituents, sometimes eating ice cream. He is the mayor. Tradition started in Idlewild seven years ago. They held a fundraiser where people could run their pets as candidates for mayor. You had to be a local resident to enter your pet. People could vote with their dollars, $1 per vote. And with a $20,000 check, their original dog, Mayor Maximus Mighty Dog Muller I, won in a landslide when Mayor Max passed away from old age. Mayor Max II took over. Now think about this. As I look over here in Command Center Alpha, I see my canine security detail and companion, Puppy Pendragon's Royal Baron, German Shepherd, very fine specimen of the German Shepherd breed, award-winning champion, got the great look, total alpha, as does Pendragon's Royal Sultan, who now is 13 and a half. I would take Sultan or Baron as a mayor of a California city any day over the nincompoops, the spamutzes, the putzes, that are in office now in California. I'd take Pendragon's Royal Baron or Sultan or this Mayor Max from Idlewild, California. I would take him as governor and guarantee you he would do a better job, no ifs, ands, or buts. I want to talk about toxic femininity. We always hear about toxic masculinity. We talked about it last week. Gave you several cases of toxic femininity. I have two more cases. One, very disturbing. This comes to us from Brazil, a mother and her lesbian lover tore off her nine-year-old son's small pleasure stick and then beheaded him because the nine-year-old son reminded her of her dad. Rosana Candido, 27, and Casila Pessoa, 28 of Brazil, stabbed the boy over a dozen times, removed all the skin from his face before butchering his body. If this is not the most extreme case of toxic femininity we have ever seen, I don't know what is. Then, these two absolute mutant cretons used a knife to try to gouge out the boy's eyeballs to prevent possible recognition. They botched a bid to burn some of him on a barbecue, so stuffed his remains in a suitcase and dumped this poor nine-year-old in a sewer. Other parts were found in two backpacks at their home in Brazil. The two women are said to have told investigators they used rudimentary, rudimentary tools because they wanted the child to become a girl. I am looking at these two women 
I don't know if you call them that. They're monsters. These are the ugliest dames I've ever seen. Again, I'm not sure if you can call them women. I'd like to probably do a further inspection, if you know what I mean. But this is a perfect case of brutal and evil, toxic femininity. Hashtag men too. And here's another story from New York. Now, this guy's got to be an absolute schmuck. A Madison Avenue resident awoke to find that two of his Rolex watches, including a $42,000 Rolex and twenty-five dollars in cash, were stolen after he invited a pair of dames back to his apartment. The 27-year-old victim met the two suspected crooks at Avenue, a lounge in Chelsea, took them back to his midtown apartment about 3.20 a.m. a few weeks ago. Now, actually, this is last month. Inside, one of the women handed the victim an alcoholic beverage after he showered. Well, guess what? It was Spike. Wakes up the next day at noon, and he says he doesn't remember anything, but he realized his $42,000 Rolex, $3,500 Tag Heuer, and twenty-five dollars from his bedroom safe were missing along with the women. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Are you shocked? First of all, if you meet a couple of dames, number one, you never take them back to your place, ever. First of all, you better know who these dames are because chances are you meet two of them, I'd be a little bit suspect, especially if you don't know them. Picking up two dames, come on. Guaranteed this guy was wearing an expensive watch, probably looked like he had some dough. Big mistake. And then to take them back and then accept a drink, here's a little tip. I will never accept the drink that anybody brings me or, or buys me unless I see the bartender making the drink. Further, if I have lost sight of my drink for more than a second or two, get a new drink. The drink is always in my hand. Toxic femininity. I'm tired of the toxic masculinity storyline that women are spewing upon men. We're going to turn the tables. Perfect examples. Perfect cases of toxic femininity. The National Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony comes your way next. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Balmoral Añejo Exo Connecticut. This cigar provides a creamy experience that embraces your palate with complex notes of vanilla, toasted caramel, and white pepper. The finish is smooth with underlying natural sweetness. Want these cigars shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Tradition 
traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. The theme from the Delta Force. Great movie. I can't even remember when that movie came out, but it was ages ago. A fantastic movie. Chuck Norris. Lee Marvin, I believe, was in that movie. Great flick. The author or the composer of the theme, Alan Silvestri, had no clue what he was going to create for the theme music until Chuck Norris came walking in the door and said nothing. For about two minutes, Silvestri said, boom, I've got it. And when you listen to this music, totally 100% alpha. Power, energy, drive, perfect music for me to enjoy a fabulous cigar for today's litation ceremony, it is the June 2019 Officers Club selection, the Balmoral Añejo Exo Connecticut. A fantastic cigar. But before I tell you about the Añejo Exo Connecticut, it is part of the Balmoral Añejo series. The Añejo Exo originally came out with a sun-grown Brazilian Arapiraca wrapper. The Añejo Exo Oscuro, another great cigar with a sun-grown, stock-cut Mexican San Andreas Maduro wrapper. And the Añejo Exo Connecticut with a Connecticut USA shade-grown wrapper. Ecuadorian Sumatra binder. The filler, very unique. Dominican Olor, Pennsylvania Broadleaf 41, give it some sweetness and stock-cut Brazilian Mata Norte. I love Brazilian cigar tobaccos. Whether it is Brazilian Arapiraca for the wrapper or Brazilian Mata Norte for wrapper or filler, this is a very creamy, luxurious cigar. Notes of vanilla, toasted caramel, a little bit of white pepper, and that Pennsylvania 41 Broadleaf and the Brazilian Mata Norte filler deliver a smooth, harmonious, underlying natural sweetness, a tasty treat, beautiful stick, about $10 suggested retail. We sent out three Robustos, or what they like to call their, eh, if you talk to, it's either their Gran Toro or a Petit Robusto. I like to call this kind of a Gran Toro. Very nice looking cigar, incredible taste, as I said, 10 bucks, exquisite, a boutique cigar. The Gran Toro is 6 by 52 Beautiful stick. 
That's what I will enjoy today. Comes in five sizes, including a very unique petite robusto, which has a little Cuban pigtail on the end, four and a quarter inch by 48. But just a beautiful cigar, whether it is the Rothschild Massivo, which is five by 55, or the Grand Toro. They make a beautiful torpedo. The Balmoral Añejo Exo Connecticut. My cigar of choice today for our national cigar litation ceremony. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Well, actually, when my good buddy Baron down at Balmoral sent me a box of the Balmoral Añejo Exo Connecticut's for me to enjoy. He also included a very unique Balmoral cutter that has the Añejo Exo Connecticut logo upon it. Very unique double-edged guillotine cutter. You can't cut too much on this because there is uh, a top of this guillotine, so you can't take the cigar all the way through, which is good. You don't want to overcut. Better to cut multiple times than to overcut once. That's what I would use today. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. My Cigar Dave signature, Mala Make America Lightate again from the Cigar Dave R&D Labs. That is ready for use to light my magnificent-looking and exquisite-looking Balmoral Añejo Exo Connecticut. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Oh, beautiful cut. Absolutely spectacular. I will now gently toast the foot of this beautiful-looking masterpiece, this Balmoral Añejo Exo Connecticut. It's beautiful golden, sweet, aromatic Connecticut shade wrapper. Toasting the wrapper in the Ecuadorian Sumatra binder. Then we'll get to the filler of that Brazilian Mata Norte, Pennsylvania 41 broadleaf. And that beautiful Dominican Olor. Here we go. I will puff and rotate. Oh, yeah. Mmm. Nice sweetness. A little vanilla. Creamy. Subtle notes of pepper. Mmm. Very nice. Mmm. Fabulous. And they, meaning Agio Cigars USA, the parent company of Balmoral has a new cigar they will be launching at the Cigar Retailers Convention to their Añejo series, the Balmoral Añejo Exo Nicaragua. And you are the first to hear about it on the Cigar Dave Show with a Nicaraguan Habano wrapper. And it will have a filler blend of Dominican Olor, Esteli Nicaragua, and some of the stock-cut Brazilian Mata Norte. Just a beautiful uh, Nicaraguan Habano wrapper will engulf that particular cigar. It will come in five different sizes. Again, same suggested retail price in the 9.5 to about $11 category. Beautiful. I cannot wait to sample some of those. I will head to the Balmoral booth, and you can be sure I will fire up one of those Añejo Exo Nicaragua. And I like what they have done in the Añejo series, the Añejo XO, they started out with the original Añejo XO. Then they added the 
Oscuro, then the Connecticut, and now the Añejo Exo Nicaragua. Cannot wait to get my chompers upon that particular stick. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. I'm in the mood for a bourbon or a rye or an American whiskey. But I want something that is going to pair up nicely with Balmoral Añejo XO Connecticut. Can't be too powerful. Can't be too light. It's got to be nice, mild, and medium. With just a touch of sweetness, I have found the perfect spirit from Tuttletown Spirits. Located in New York State between Albany and the Adirondack Mountains. They make the Hudson Whiskey. We love that whiskey. The Hudson Maple Cask Rye Whiskey. They take, this is a very unique story of what they actually do. It's 100% rye whiskey. So you know rye grown in New York State. So it's going to have some pepper notes. It's going to be spicy. But they finish it in barrels that once held Vermont maple syrup. Barrels that held syrup for four years. And they age the Hudson Maple Cask Rye Whiskey. They don't add any maple syrup. There's no flavoring. It's not like the Cron Royale Maple where they add the equivalent of Aunt Jemima or Log Cabin Syrup. Just overly sweet. This has subtle sweetness. I'm going to pour just a tad bit here into my Whiskey Glen Karen Snifter. And I'm going to swirl this around. Mm. Lovely notes of maple. Mm. Definitely can get the sweetness on here. Little wood, little woody notes. Wow, this is very, very nice. Very aromatic. Tons of spice. A little bit of cinnamon, maybe even a little bit of. Mm, clove. Not overly mapley, just enough. And I will say cheers. Take a sip. Mm. Wow. Definite sweetness right off the bat with some cinnamon. But you definitely get the rye and the, the smokiness of the rye. Very nice. Let me take another sip here. Mmm. Neat. This is fantastic. If you want to add a rock or two, or a pre-prohibition big uh, ice ball, ice block to your glass, you can certainly do that. You can tone it down with a little branch, a little water, but straight up neat. This is fantastic. I take another puff of my Valmoral Añejo Extra Connecticut. Sip of my Hudson Maple Cask Rye Whiskey. Mmm. And I have to thank Samadhi Day for giving me a lovely sample, a 375-milliliter bottle of this. Suggested retail. It's about $40, $45. So it's about an $80 spirit when you go to a 750-milliliter bottle. But it's very unique, very craft, very tasty on the pricey side. That's why they do 375-milliliter bottles. Keeps the price in that $40 category. But it's really about an $80 spirit. But very, very pleasant. So I am set. In our second hour today for, for our Cigar Masters Hour, we'll be joined by Nick Perdomo of Perdomo Cigars and Tabacalera Perdomo. We're talking about the Perdomo lineup, uh, we will review the May 2019 Officers Club selection, including the Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel Age Vertical Sampler and two big items, including a brand new limited edition Perdomo ESV tobacco 
from a very special farm. We'll also talk about the Perdomo uh, Lot 23. Some changes going on with the Lot 23 we will tell you about. Now, we will be at the IPCPR convention, the Cigar Retailers Convention, on Monday, July 1st, beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time. We will be roaming the show floor, conducting in-booth video interviews. We will also replay those interviews on the radio edition of the Cigar Dave Show. We'll repeat that sometime in July, August, or September, but we're going to visit. I've already got my list mapped out. We've got Davidoff, some new cigars from CAO. I will visit Drew Estate, Gurkha. Gurkha has three new cigars coming out, including their Gurkha Trinta, their 30th anniversary cigar, their new Gurkha Real, which is a creamy, smooth cigar, and their Gurkha Nicaragua series. I'll also visit Alec Bradley. We'll spend some time with Lars Tettens. I'll talk to some retailers. We'll do a walkthrough of the entire show floor. There are multiple ways that you can watch our coverage. First up, CigarDave.com. We'll also have it on our social media feeds, Facebook and Twitter. Go to CigarDave.com, upper right-hand corner. Follow our social media. You will be alerted. But the best way, download the Cigar Dave mobile app. Anywhere you are with your phone, whether it's an Android or an iPhone, an iOS-operated phone, you will get, if you download the app, you will get notifications when we're ready to go live throughout the day, and you can watch it right on your phone, at your desk, having a cigar, having a spirit. We'll start at 1 o'clock, and by the time we're done, uh, we'll probably be uh, hitting it, let's see, maybe about 4 or 5 o'clock, I would say, Pacific time. So it could be 7, 8 o'clock Eastern time, but we're going to do a whole bunch of interviews throughout the course of the day, and we will notify you. So download the Cigar Dave mobile app, and you can follow along for our cigar Retailers, convention, show floor coverage, exclusive coverage. A special happy birthday wish to Mrs. Harem of One, Gina. Next Friday, it is her birthday. I'm sure that uh, Lieutenant Gary will be waiting on Mrs. Harem of One hand and foot all day, and she's probably going to celebrate dinner, followed by a nice evening at the GOP, the exclusive Gary O'Brien's Pub, with a very fine cigar and a special libation. So happy birthday to Mrs. Harem of One Gina. When we come back, I've got a travesty of a story to tell you about, and it concerns James Bond. Now, when you think about Bond, you think of alpha, masculine, suave, smooth, debonair, cool under pressure. How'd you like to see a dame as James Bond? No, thank you. But the current James Bond has no problem with it. We will get into that. We'll tell you about some items over at Boeing. What a disaster. As we continue the Cigar Dave Show front and center. The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. (laughs) That could be interesting. And we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Dave. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. 
That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. The Cigar Dave Officers Club has been bringing you fantastic cigars every month for the last 15-plus years. The streak continues. The June 2019 Officers Club selection features the Balmoral Añejo Exo Connecticut. A delicious cigar crowned with a shade-grown wrapper from the Connecticut River Valley. The Balmoral Añejo Exo Connecticut provides a luxuriously creamy experience, nice notes of vanilla, toasted caramel, a little bit of pepper, a nice smooth natural sweetness to the Balmoral Añejo Exo Connecticut. To become a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club and get great cigars such as the Balmoral Añejo Exo Connecticut, it's very simple. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95 per month, you will get three exquisite cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club and experience great cigars such as the Balmoral Añejo Exo Connecticut. Like a mighty oak, standing in the face of gale force winds of political correctness, it's the General Cigar Dave. Fabulous combination between my Balmoral Añejo Exo Connecticut, our May Officers Club selection, correction, our June Officers Club selection, absolutely spectacular combined with this Hudson Rye Maple Cask Whiskey. Very, very pleasant. If you're not a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, you'll get great cigars every month. Three fantastic cigars directly to you. $22.95 per month. Go to CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club, and you can be enjoying these fabulous cigars as I am right now. James Bond. Sergeant Steve, do we have the James Bond theme readily available and handy by any chance? Yes. The name is Bond, James Bond. Now, when I think of James Bond, I think of Sean Connery. I even liked Roger Moore. Pierce Brosnan I liked. Daniel Craig, the current James Bond. The name is Bond, James Bond. Can't stand him. Got no personality. Doesn't evoke any alphaness whatsoever. He just doesn't have the suave, the sophistication, the coolness that the original Bonds did. Just not a fan doesn't like cigars, complained about having to smoke cigars on one of the movies. Well, Daniel Craig, in an interview in The Mirror, reports that after he finishes his last James Bond movie next year, he is open to handling the role over to anyone, regardless of gender, race, and sexual orientation. Well, I don't have a problem with race, and I don't have a problem with sexual... Well, yes, I do sexual orientation. I'll tell you why. Because James Bond is an alpha male. James Bond loves dames. I have no problem. If people want to be gay, do their thing, there's nothing wrong with that. As they said on Seinfeld, not that there's anything wrong with that. 
But a gay James Bond, I'm sorry. Not interested. And I think if a gay James Bond was ever created or written in, I think the franchise would be irrevocably harmed. It would be down the tubes. Gender? A male. He says everybody should be considered. Same thing for women and African Americans. I have no problem with that. I don't have a problem with any uh, uh, race. But I do have a problem with gender. James Bond is a male. Period. Now, if you want a Jamie Bond and create another series, have at it. But Bond, James Bond, the great Sean Connery, Roger Moore, and Pierce Brosnan, males, alpha males. That's who James Bond should be. Period. End of discussion. No debate. And I'm sorry. You can do whatever you want in the bedroom. I do not care. But what I do care about is having a James Bond that is gay. James Bond is not gay. He likes dames, and James Bond is not bi. There's an Andrew Dice Clay about being bi. I cannot repeat it, or I will lose all of our affiliates' licenses. However, maybe someday on a podcast that is not broadcast on the terrestrial network, we will, uh, we will say that, and I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in on what Andrew Dice Clay had to say. But I'm sorry. James Bond's sexuality, he is 100% hetero, loves dames, multiple hot dames. It is a man. It is not a woman. End of discussion. Let's talk about Boeing. Last few minutes. As you know, I've been after Boeing for the 737 MAX. Absolute disaster. The way the company has handled the issue has been horrible. CEO Dennis Muhlenberg has been an embarrassment, a disgrace. The board should have fired him. The way Boeing handled the the initial accident, 737 MAX crash and subsequent crash, has been nothing short of disastrous. He told Boeing's communications uh, in an interview, his communications and Boeing's communication with regulators, customer, and the public was not consistent, and that's unacceptable. Really, no kidding. And Kevin McAllister, the CEO of Boeing's commercial aircraft division, said, and I quote, we are very sorry for the loss of lives. Well, isn't that special? They're sorry. Meanwhile, they built an inherently unstable garbage aircraft. And even after the first crash refused to acknowledge and refused to tell airlines and pilots what the MCAS system was, the maneuvering uh, augmentation system. Here's another issue. Even when you do override the MCAS, disable it, now they are finding out in Boeing's testing that pilots' physical strength in order to turn the manual trim wheel for the elevator trim may be too difficult for some people. Even strong males have reported it is a very difficult thing to do, to turn that trim wheel and get re regain control of the aircraft. So it's not going to be, the 737 MAX is not going to be certified, I believe, anytime soon. I don't think you're going to see it in the air before the end of the year, maybe later. The head of American Airlines Pilots Union criticizing Boeing, saying that the engineers who created the airplane and the MCAS system, the Maneuvering Characteristics Augmentation System, they cut corners. They were rushed. He is 100% correct. The senior executives at Boeing should all be criminally investigated and charged. They told their engineers to cut out safety features, to, to not engineer the airplane properly. Why? Because that would require putting all the pilots through additional simulator training, and Boeing didn't want to spend a million dollars per airplane for each airline that they uh, sold those planes. 
And they're also saying, Boeing saying, that they're open to changing the name of the 737 MAX. You can change it to whatever you want. Call it the 737 uh, uh, Happy Ending. It's not going to change things. And the parent company of British Airways announces they're going to buy up to 200 Boeing 737 MAX aircraft. The CEO of IAG parent company of British Air, Willie Walsh, says... He recently flew it, and it's a great airplane. Is he nuts? Talk about being a total putz. British Air doesn't even have any 737s in their fleet. All Airbus. Go figure. Hour 2, Cigar Master with Nick Perdomo is next. This is AMEM, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time. For the General, General Cigar, Cigar Day. That music, the master's theme, can only mean one thing. That this hour of the Cigar Dave Show, our Cigar Master's Hour, and we have got a special guest joining us from his corporate headquarters, palatial office down in Miami, Nick Perdomo of the eponymously named Perdomo Cigar and Tabacalero Perdomo down in Esteli, Nicaragua. Nick, longtime friend. Great to have you on, my friend. Uh, so glad to be with you, Dave. Good uh, good talking to you. How are you? I am well. And Nick, uh, you know, whenever I go down to Miami, I always have a great visit with you. You got a nice office. You got your drum set down there. We talk politics. We shoot the bull. We have a little uh, Cafe Cubano. And then I always, of course, go in your beautiful humidor. You've got a retail, little retail store there. And I'm always kind of checking some things out. So I always come back into your office with about three different cigars to sample. But one of the cigars that you know that I love going, it's an oldie but goodie. You brought it back, the Perdomo Squared Cameroon. Oh, yeah, that's one of my favorites. That's a great one. That's a great and one. For, for a long time, Nick, you had trouble getting Cameroon. You you basically shelved it for a while, and every time I'd see you, what would I always say? Nick, Perdomo squared, you got to bring it back, and you did. Yeah, we sure did. Uh, the mayor fell, the, boy, the boys uh, are starting to grow, grow, grow some great Cameroon again, and uh, things have been good. Things have been good. Uh, the economy's great. The cigar business has been fantastic. Uh, we just had a record January, record February, March, April, and uh, May, and uh, June looks really great, too, so we've been really, really content. Outstanding. Well, Nick, let's talk a little bit about the uh, background. You and I met, I've been doing the show now, be 24 years, uh, I believe, let's see, a week after next. I met you when we were still a local show back in, I want to say, September of 1995. Jack Bennington called me from Bennington Tobacconist down in Longboat Key, Sarasota. And he said, I got a guy you got to meet. He's got a little boutique cigar company. Very unique story. I want you know, he's going to be coming up for this dinner. You got to meet him, put him on the show. So you and I met, and I remember your entire inventory, Nick, consisted of, I think, the 40 cigars you had in your humidor at that dinner at the Tampa Club. 
Yeah, you got to start somewhere. You know, my dad said you live in the greatest country in the world. If you work hard, you can attain anything you want. So, you know, it was kind of the American success story. Started out in my garage, and uh, he was right. You know, a lot of hard work. And your original career was as an air traffic controller down in Miami. Yeah, pretty stressful job and uh, got to a, a more stressful job by uh, starting out a, a business out of a garage. So, uh, And I love it even more today than when I first started. So uh, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger, right? That's right. Now, your first factory after you moved from the garage was, I believe, on Flagler Avenue, was it? Yeah, it was on Flagler Street and 71st. Yeah, it's a little small place, about 950 square feet. You were there. Yeah, I was there, and it was just called Nick Cigars. Yes, exactly. That it's, was it. And then when did you make the change to Perdomo Cigars and, and build the big factory down in Nicaragua? We moved there and uh, moved to Esteli in 95 and, and built the, uh, the our, our, our large facility, which we're still in, in, in 1999. And today it encompasses uh, over 16 acres and... Uh, the last building just just went up, and we have over 1.1 million square feet of building space today. So uh, it's great living in the greatest country in the world. And my father was right: if you work hard, you can attain anything you want. Nick, when you built the factory starting in 1999 in Nicaragua, Nicaragua was number three in terms of cigar production. Dominican was one, Honduras was second. So you were really there early before the big boom of cigar manufacturing in Nicaragua. What prompted you to select Nicaragua rather than the Dominican or Honduras at the time? In reality, it was my father. And, you know, when we went to the Dominican Republic initially, it was it was a war down there, you know. It was just uh, too many cigar factories and... Uh, you know, we left a, a socialist uh, country because we didn't want to be told what to do or what we couldn't do. And everything in the Dominican Republic, you couldn't take this guy, this guy, you couldn't touch this guy, and so on and so on. And I said, I don't want to, I don't want to have a war here. And I'd be quite honest with you, I really wasn't crazy about the tobacco come from the Dominican uh, Republic at the time. And uh, Nicaragua was very unique: volcanic grounds, uh, really untouched, lots of water. Uh, you know, fifteen-hour uh, days of sunshine it was just perfect for for tobacco and really it was just virgin nothing was really there and my father would always look at the ground and say this is why we should be here and uh it, it was a great move and you got to remember dave when i first got there in reality it, we had more imports from mexico uh the bahamas the canary islands nicaragua was really down by my shoes and you know the dominican republic was 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 up at the roof and i remember being in germany in the mid-90s, and someone said, I know you, uh, where do you make cigars? And I said, I make them in Nicaragua. And he said, what's Nicaragua? I said, you'll soon know what Nicaragua is. And today, Nicaragua's bypassed the Dominican Republic and Honduras. So uh, we're really proud we're in Nicaragua. The explosive growth, not only of manufacturing, but of the cigar tobaccos that have come out of Nicaragua, phenomenal cigar tobacco, is incredible. And in fact, you probably can confirm this, there was a time when Cuba... When they had problems growing their own leaf, they were secretly and very quietly buying Nicaraguan tobacco, posing it off as Cuban tobacco. That's the rumor. They say the, 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 greatest, the greatest crops in the, in the mid and late 70s, uh, that, that was the rumors they were coming from Nicaragua. But I'll tell you something, a lot of the great Cubans from, from, from the heyday will tell you that uh, Nicaragua doesn't have to be envious of any country in the world when it comes to cigars, and I, I believe that still today. I I don't believe nothing in the world can touch Nicaragua. I always get a kick out of people that come up to me and say, you know, General, 
I only smoke Cuban cigars. I got a friend of a friend of a friend. These are the best, better than anything else. And I, I look at them and say, let me see the cigars. And I look at the quality of the cigars, and they're inconsistent. They don't draw well. They're very expensive. And it's mostly people that think they're big shots by telling everybody they're smoking contraband. It's like Coors beer back you know, 30 years ago when you said, oh, my God, I drink Coors on the East Coast. You were a big shot. But the reality is when you look at where the growth is in Europe and even in Canada where Cuban cigars are legal, it's all on the Nicaraguan manufactured cigar side. Yeah, it's absolutely the truth. We're seeing explosive growth not only with the United States where Nicaragua is the top, the top imported cigar, but we, you're, you're absolutely right. We're, we're starting to see the European market exploding even with all the regulations in Europe, we're, we're seeing it in Russia. And what we're really seeing in general is what we're seeing is the people saying, man, these cigars draw perfectly. They burn perfectly. The, the, the richness and the flavor, because the Nicaraguan tobaccos are much more powerful than the Cuban tobaccos. They're sweeter. They're much more complex. They burn much better. And uh, we're starting to see this this real snowballing effect all around the world with Nicaraguan tobacco. And we're real proud of that. Nick Perdomo, Perdomo Cigars, Tabacalera Perdomo, our guest in our Cigar Masters Hour. Nick, when you started, you built a factory in 1999 in Nicaragua. Tell us the size, how many cigars you were making. Paint a picture of the size then compared to today. When I first started in Nicaragua, we actually were on the first floor of a police barracks, believe it or not. And our first factory was about 1,800 square feet. And when I first started there... We were making 3,000 cigars a day, uh, Dave. And uh, when we moved to uh, the, our, our large factory in 1999, which was, uh, they called it El Monstro at the time, which was 125,000 square foot uh, production facility, um, that f- facility today makes an excess of over 55,000 cigars a day. So uh, we've, we've had a exponential growth. Uh, since our start in Nicaragua, and uh, we're extremely proud of that. And what I'm even more proud of it is the quality that uh, we produce every day with with our workforce. Even after all these years, the average work worker at, at Perdomo Cigars and Nestle is is averaged over 18.3 years with our company. So we're real, we're really happy with that. Also, that is absolutely incredible. When in the cigar industry and cigar rolling, there is a, a fairly decent turnover, but 18.3 years is, uh, is, is phenomenal. Nick, you are one of the, or were one of the first cigar manufacturers to really be vertically integrated, making your own boxes with your own box factory, growing your own tobacco on your own farms. Uh, you have brought very, very high-tech 21st century um, agricultural techniques. And I remember I was in your office Oh, got to be about three, four years ago when you got the report back on uh, how much tobacco had been harvested. And because of this new technique that you were using, it was very, very efficient. And your, uh, your, your farm manager said, well, because we're so efficient, we can plant less tobacco next year. And your answer was, no, plant more tobacco. You can never have enough good raw material. But why don't we talk about the vertical integration and and what you have brought to the cigar industry in terms of 21st century techniques? Well, it's it's a great question. You know, some some of the techniques are are fantastic and some of the stuff that's peddled to you is not so great. You know, and one of the things that we recently brought on, we worked with an Israeli company and the Israelis are phenomenal with water conservation, for example, because they don't have much water, as as you know. And uh, 
we work with these with this Israeli company, and we've we've been able to actually conserve and uh, a tremendous amount of water, and actually been able to drive more water directly to the roots of the plant, so the tobacco becomes more lush, more healthy, and actually has more vigor and more strength, and and also. We actually, you know, environmentally, we get to save a lot of water, which is really good, which helps us in case we have any drought or anything in the country. And and this new this new technology that that's been developed by by the, by by the, by the Israelis, we can actually drop water pellets or actually drops of water directly with fertilization into each and every plant with one operator with a computer, and he can actually drive water fertilization, algaecide, and fungicide into each plant. And do a and do for example, one guy can do 600 acres where we used to have to do have between 300 and 400 guys doing the same work, and we could take those workers and move them into different divisions of labor, so we can be much more efficient. And vertical integration is so important for us, Dave, because what we can do is we can not only be more efficient, but we can produce a much better quality product, which is going to be better for our consumers, our retailers, and better for our workforce. And we can also multitask and teach our workers to be even better and more efficient and in the growing operation instead of having our workers work three months out of the year we've been able to cross train them and now they work year round and what it does is it keeps better employment for our workers so you know being vertically integrated has been a win-win situation not only for our company but for our workforce and for our consumers and our retailers and what it's done it's been been able to give us a much better quality product all at the same time so it's been win-win and we've I just, you know, there's an old Italian saying, sometimes you get the clam, you, you, you buy the you, the clam, but you get the can. But if you have it all underneath your umbrella and you have everybody doing everything under your watchful eye, you're going to always produce a much better product. So vertical integration is the best thing. And we do everything. We even make our own staples. We pelletize our own seed. We have our own genetic department. We have our own meteorological department. We do everything from selecting our wood to selecting our seed. And it really makes a big difference in our product, Dave. That is a very obviously growing tobacco and and rolling the cigars and and making the boxes very labor intensive. How many employees do you have in Nicaragua currently? Right now we have four thousand and ninety three employees, and we're growing. We just wow. uh, yeah, we just built two new facilities in the center of town because of growth. What happened was uh, the company has been growing by double digits the last forty seven months, and our CFO went down there and uh, said, "Listen." With our future growth, if we continue growing the way we're going to grow, by the year 2024, we're not going to have any finished stock in our aging rooms. We keep dwindling down, and uh, we're going to have to continue producing more and more cigars. So um, because of the, the labor shortage that we have in Esteli, what we've had to do is we've had to bring our workforce, you know, people, you know, there's, there's no unemployment in Esteli. So what we've done is we've, we're in the northern part of town, so we've, we built two factories in the center of, of town, and we've, we've built two new facilities, and we built them about 11 months ago. And they're small facilities. One facility does 11,000 cigars a day, and the other facility does about 13,000 cigars a day, but that's 24 extra thousand cigars a day that we're producing, and we're building them for our aging rooms, and uh, it's, been, it's been really good for our company. Absolutely incredible. Over 4,000 employees, starting with how many initially? I got a picture of me, Alvaro Alonso, a, a guy that I had named Joaquin, who was rolling cigars, and Johnny Oliva, who sold me my first bail from Tampa. I, I was, I just, I, I had texted John 
couple days ago and I showed him the picture and he said, holy crap, I can't believe that picture. And I remember I felt like I was Superman, Dave. I UPS guy drove it to my house in my garage. He said, what is this pot? I said, no, man, this is a bale of tobacco. And I told Jeannie, I said, you got to take a picture of this. And, and we didn't have, we didn't have cell phones back in those days with cameras. And she pulled out the picture. I felt like the, the greatest thing in the world. And it was, I remember that bale of tobacco was $397. So you got to start one. You got to start somehow, you know? Absolutely. A lot has changed, obviously, in 23, 24 years. But one thing that hasn't, John Oliva Sr. still looks like he could play football on the University of Florida Gators team. Yeah, that's that's true. And and his son is still a great friend of mine, a great fan. John Ito, great guy. Yep, great. Know them all right here in Tampa. And, um, you know, there's no doubt it's a very close connection, very uh, small, big industry, but it's a small industry. Everybody knows each other. Nick Perdomo of Perdomo Cigars, the Bacalera Perdomo, our guest in our Cigar Masters Hour. When we continue, we'll talk with Nick about a cigar that we featured in the Officers Club in May with a special bourbon barrel aging. Absolutely phenomenal as we continue front and center with Nick. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show. The International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Convention is around the corner, and once again, the Cigar Dave Show will be providing exclusive on-location video coverage right from the show floor and in the manufacturer's booths. Monday, July 1st, beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, we will be touring a number of cigar manufacturers' booths. We will be going to Gurkha, to Davidoff, to CAO, Drew Estates, Alec Bradley, New Lars Tetons area. We'll be going through an entire retail roundtable with several retailers, a walkthrough of the entire show floor to give you an idea of what the retailers see when they walk through the show floor. It's not open to the public, so we take you there. We are your eyes and ears. Several ways that you can join the coverage. First up, CigarDave.com. We'll have all the video coverage on CigarDave.com. Follow us on our social media feeds. Follow our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. But the best way is through the Cigar Dave mobile app. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for your iPhone, your iPad, your Android uh, device, and we will send you notifications when we get ready to go live from the show floor. You can watch the video right from your smartphone beginning Monday, July 1st, 1 p.m. Eastern time going throughout the entire day. So that is Monday, July 1st for the Cigar Dave exclusive IPCPR on-floor in-booth coverage, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app. You'll get all the action. The Cigar Dave Officers Club for July is fantastic, featuring three cigars from Aganorsa Leaf, including their giant Lunatic Jackhammer Habano and Lunatic El Chiquito Habano, two huge ring-size cigars. Make sure you become a member of the Officers Club. Go to CigarDave.com right now, and you'll get three great cigars directly to you every month. foremost authority on cigars, spirits, diversions, and the good life. The General. 
Cigar Dave. Our Cigar Masters Hour continues with longtime friend Nick Perdomo of Perdomo Cigars, Tabacalera Perdomo, joining us from his headquarters, palatial office down in Miami Lakes. Nick, for May of uh, this year, the 2019 the May 9, 2019 Officers Club selection, we featured the Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel-Aged Vertical Sampler. We received a ton of compliments from our members. And what's very unique about all your cigars, Nick, is you made the decision, I want to say maybe 15 or so years ago, maybe longer, that you'll come out with a specific blend, but you will make it available in a Connecticut, in a sun-grown, and a Maduro wrapper. Nobody else, no other manufacturer had done that theretofore. Yeah, it's very important because I believe that if you if you like a certain blend when you come out with a with a particular cigar and a wrapper, eventually you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna tire of it. You're gonna you're gonna see, you're gonna start getting tired of it. And what's nice is a wrapper is gonna impart quite a bit of flavor up to in my opinion up to ten percent of the flavor, which is astronomical when you consider, Dave, that you know it's only one leaf and it's really only one percent of the circumference of the cigar. So if you can get ten percent right. of the flavor, that's that's quite a bit. So you know these particular wrappers. These three wrappers, in my opinion, are, are your porterhouse, or your or, or your bone and ribeye, and your fillet. They're the three best cuts, and they're going to produce different types of flavor. Your Connecticut is going to produce more of a creamy, uh, kind of a light spice flavor. Your your sun grown is going to produce more of an earthy, spicy, rich flavor, and your maduros are going to produce sweeter flavors. And depending on the time of the day and your mood. If you like that particular blend, you're going to t- taste different nuances in that cigar. So if you like that cigar, you're going to be able to play and have different types of, of nuances and flavors. And I thought that was really a great idea when we started that, and it worked really well. And it kept us, it kept the smoker in the umbrella of smoking that particular blend that he enjoyed, and it was really successful for us. And we decided 15 or 16 years ago, you hit it right on the head, that we would do that with every one of our brands. And it kept people really rocks out into our brands and it kept people loyal to uh, the umbrella of whatever Perdomo cigar they were smoking. Well, it's really incredible just how the same filler and and binder, but the wrapper can make such an incredible difference. Uh, For example, on the Perdomo Habano bourbon barrel aged, the difference between the sun-grown and the Connecticut, difference between the sun-grown and the Maduro, absolutely incredible. Nick, stay right there. We still have another half hour with you. A lot to get to, including a brand new cigar that will be released at the Cigar Retailers Convention in one week. You will be the first to hear about it. Very special cigar. Top of the line. What I love about it, square pressed. We will give you all the details as we continue with Nick Perdomo, Perdomo Cigars and Tabacalera Perdomo on our Cigar Masters Hour here on the Cigar Dave Show. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Balmoral Añejo Exo Connecticut. This cigar provides a creamy experience that embraces your palate with complex notes of vanilla, toasted caramel, and white pepper. The finish is smooth with underlying natural sweetness. Want these cigars shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. 
Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers are now in progress. Please enjoy the Cigar Dave experience. We continue with our Cigar Master's Hour. Our special guest, Nick Perdomo of Perdomo Cigars, Tabacalera Perdomo, joining us from Perdomo Headquarters, World Headquarters, down in Miami Lakes, where I have visited on many occasions. Nick, the one thing I always enjoy when I come down to visit you is walking to the humidor picking up i always go in and say nick i'm going to pick up a few cigars you're like yeah help yourself we come in we chit chat for a few hours and really when you think about cigars that's what it's all about is the socialization the fellowship the camaraderie whether you are doing business together or whether just people getting together for a cocktail and a cigar absolutely i mean i never i never smoked a bad cigar in good company that's right. I have many people say, what's your favorite cigar? And my answer is, it's not the cigar. It's who I'm smoking it with. Uh, because I think you remember that, you know, you and your dad smoked cigars together. If my grandfather was still alive, I would love to be able to have smoked a cigar with him. I think it's the, it's the camaraderie, the fellowship, the company. I think you hit it right on the head. Amen, man. That's, that's really the truth. Yeah, so really, when you, when you think about it, you're not in the cigar business, Nick. You are in the pleasure experience business. That's you're spot on with that too. That is that is the truth. I've never had a bad cigar smoking with my dad or my son. And uh, you know, I was I was just talking to a guy yesterday, and I said, you know, I had a cigar just recently with my son out in the patio, and I said that was one of the best cigars I ever smoked. I said I don't know if it was the cigar, just being able to have the blessing to hang out with my son and smoking that night, you know. But you hit it right on the head. Now speaking of Nicholas, your son, who I've known for a long time. You are making an announcement. He's going to be your new VP of sales, so he's going to be getting out on the road. Yeah, he's been on the road. You know, I, 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 to be honest with you, Dave, he's he's been the director of sales since January, and you're the first to, to, to get the announcement on it. I've kind of kept it on a lowdown. The reason that I've done it is is because exactly because he's my son, and um, that's not that's not the easiest thing to be my son, and. Um, you know, a lot of people. I, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do it exactly because he's my son, and um, I, I wanted him to always uh, blaze his own trail. He's always wanted to do it, and we we made the decision in January to do it. And I, like I said earlier, I wanted to keep it on a lowdown, and I wanted him to to earn his stripes. And I'm probably hard, I'm probably the hardest on him before anybody 
And uh, but he really he really earned his, his stripes. And he started in January. And like I said earlier, we had five record months under his leadership under in sales. And um, you know Nichols is 26, but he's he's more comfortable talking to you than than he is talking to a 26 year old. He's an old soul. He's been he's been with me learning since he was a kid. He's spent 15 summers in Nicaragua and he's always taken to it. And uh, he loves it. He's been to every trade show since he was a kid. He's had every fake ID since he was <laughs> going into that show. And um, and he loves it. And uh, he's done a wonderful job. And he's he's been consistently on the road at least a week out of the month since since he's since he started. And uh, he really has done a wonderful job. And he's uh, he's walked the walk. So I'm I'm really proud of him. Well, and also, Nick, I think you brought up something very important. He just didn't come in and say, I'm now going to be director of sales, VP of sales. He spent 15 years along with you down in Nicaragua when he was in college, seeing, making some calls on some retailers in Alabama now uh, since he's been back in Miami. So he's been in the business. It's not as if you came in one day and say, I'm now anointing you to be a senior executive in our company. That's not how it worked. You really made him start from the ground up. Oh yeah, no, he you know he was unpacking boxes. He's done it all, he really has. And uh, I knew he was going to like the business when he was eight years old, when he was uh, casing tobacco and uh, mixing up with everybody else. He he really has walked the walk, and I'm very proud of him. As you should be. And uh, by the way, congratulations, Natalie. Your daughter just got married, uh, I think, a week or two ago. Yeah, she has. So I've had two get married within a year. So uh, I got to sell a lot of cigars for. To- pay for all these uh, weddings. I was say, a lot, of, lot of cigars and a lot of writing checks. So the good news is they're done. They're oh, married, yeah. finished. So that that is a good thing. Nick, uh, Nick, let's talk about the May 2019 Officers Club selection. We briefly touched on it, the Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel Age Vertical Sampler. You really took a very unique combination to the next level because you took six-year-old wrapper leaves and aged them in charred oak bourbon barrels for an additional six to 14 months. What was your... What was the impetus behind creating this cigar? And tell us how this, how the Bourbon Barrel Age Vertical uh, series came about. Well, the reason that we went with the uh, with with the Perdomo Habano, we we decided to do the Bourbon Barrel Aging was is when you the bur- the the barrels for for the reason that we wanted to after fermentation of, of the uh, of the wrappers, the reason we put them we deposit them in bourbon barrels are bourbon barrels are not. They're not varnished, and the reason, and what 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 the attribute of that is, is because they're not varnished, they breathe. And bourbon barrels, uh, by law, prior prior to just recently, uh, five years of they had to be they had to be uh, bourbon had to sit there for sixty months. That that bourbon permeates in that French oak, which is a very porous wood. It's very splintery. They char the inside of it, and what that does is. Between the charring and after they 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 empty the bourbon, that that residue stays in there. And when you deposit that bourbon or you deposit that tobacco in there, the free radicals of the alcohol actually move, and that tobacco ferments again. What what happens is the tobacco actually not only ferments, but the free radicals move, and that that tobacco caramelizes naturally. The tobaccos uh, not only caramelize, but the hues and the colors come up the the sugars rise to the top the hues and colors become darker because they caramelize naturally the tobaccos heat up the rough edges because of the the charring of the inside of the wood uh, what happens is those tobaccos those rough edges 
dissipate naturally through the fermentation process. The sugars caramelize. The tobaccos not only get those darker colors, but you get more richer tobacco, more flavorful tobacco. You're not imbuing bourbon into the tobacco. What you're doing is you're getting another fermentation period, and those tobaccos naturally get sweeter because of their natural sugar content, and you get better tasting tobacco, and it makes a really big difference in the flavor of those wrappers, and that's why we do it. Just like the, all your other uh, cigars in the Perdomo lineup, comes in three different wrappers. The Connecticut, the Sun Grown, the Maduro. And here's what's interesting, because as soon as I got the Officers Club selection, I opened it up and I smoked all three cigars over three different days. And I think it's, it's to say that I like one better than the other would be incorrect. I like them all, but they just had unique, different flavor nuances and characteristics that made them of more interest so you can say, for example, the Connecticut was a nice, creamy, medium-bodied cigar. But when I went to the Maduro, I got a lot of richness with some nice espresso, some cocoa nuts. So they're not one isn't better than the other. They're just different in terms of the flavor complexion. Yeah, you're spot on, and that's that's what we that's what we we wanted them to be. We wanted something where there you have different moods and different types of flavor characters you, you wanted you know if you wanted something with coffee we had it if you wanted something with a with a with a rum or a scotch we had it if you wanted something with a nice meal we had it so that's that's what that line was for so it was for a different mood or a different flavor that you wanted and that's what that cigar had it's a it's a nice rich medium bodied cigar that you could smoke at any time of the day with those different types of wrappers dave Nick, I want to talk about the Perdomo Champagne because every time I ask you what is the number one selling cigar, and things change, but it seems that the Perdomo Reserve Champagne just seems to be a big, big consistent seller. It's mild to medium, creaminess, very pleasant cigar. You can have it any time of day. If you're an experienced cigar connoisseur, you'll enjoy it. If you're a neophyte, a novice, you'll enjoy it. That's a big hit for you. Yeah, that's our Coca-Cola. That uh, I'm really proud to say. In in, uh, in 2018, uh, not only did it eclipse, it eclipsed six million cigars in production for us. It was it was the biggest cigar in our lineup. And when you hit those types of numbers, it's a it's a mainstay in, in all the best humidors in America. And and we're really proud of that brand. It, it continues climbing. It uh, just celebrated its 19th year in the industry and. Uh, it's it's a brand that I'm I'm super proud of, and um, you know Dave, it's it's a brand you, you hit it right on the head again. It it's a brand that it, it hits the gamut for every smoker. It's uh, it's very smooth. So if a guy likes a milder cigar, he'll enjoy it. It's it's not a mild cigar. I can't really make a mild cigar with the grounds that we have in Nicaragua. As you know, they're they're extremely rich and fertile, but it's right. a cigar because of its fermentation, not only with its fillers binders, but also we we referment the wrappers. Um, it's very smooth. So anybody from, from the mildest guy all the way to a guy who likes a rich cigar can really, really smoke that cigar. And it's been a big winner for the company. And I'm very proud of that brand. You know, another cigar that I enjoy, uh, another series that you launched, the Perdomo Small Batch, which also, again, same thing, comes in a Connecticut, the Maduro, and in the Sun Grown. But I find that Small Batch to be a very, very pleasant cigar. And again, it's it's got a Connecticut wrapper, but has a different flavor profile than the Champagne. Yeah, it comes from a totally, totally different regions of tobacco from from Nicaragua, Dave, and that comes from the Big Brother, the twelve year double age vintage, uh, smaller profile of, of sizes, as you know, and um, 
more 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 of a, a an earthier type cigar, less sweeter because some of the tobaccos come from the Condega Valley. But another excellent cigar, and you know, like I said, comes back from from the big brother of the twelve year double aged vintage. But again, you know, just like you said, the three different wrappers impart those those different flavors, and it's fun when you blend all these different types of cigars. And with the with the three distinct regions that we grow from from the Jalapa Valley, the Condega Valley, and the Esteli Valley in Nicaragua. It makes it fun for us as blenders to to play with it, and it's, it makes it so unique in Nicaragua where we can do that. One of the other series you have that I think was really brilliant in how you uh, packaged it, created it, was, is the Perdomo Craft Series, where basically there's a big explosion in craft brewing. People enjoy a craft beer. They want to enjoy a cigar. You've created a line of cigars to pair up nicely with various types of beers. Yeah, Dave, that that's a that's a, the special craft series. That was a brand that we came out with four years ago. That was uh, Arthur Kemper, our vice president, with his love of craft beer, and he wanted to do something that we would be able to uh, blend cigars with craft beers. And um, he hit it out of the park with that because you know normally a lot of people um, smoke cigars, well, you know, scotches and rums and, and dark liquors, but a lot of people today are really starting to uh, enjoy cigars with with craft beer and craft beer is a you know a booming industry as you know and uh, a lot of guys smoke cigars with drinking beer now and we wanted to we wanted to pair with that and it's been a, a big winner for us also Nick tell us how you created the craft series to match with the individual individual beers how you and Arthur worked on those blends so they paired up nicely well, this is one of the toughest projects I've ever had to do because I'm not a big beer drinker. I'm more of a single malt scotch guy, and, and Arthur's a big beer guy. He even brews beer. So when we went down to Nicaragua, it was kind of a, a love-hate uh, thing. I ended up hating it first and ended up loving it. I'm, he wanted more sweetness, with a, for example, with an ale beer. And, and I would say, well, how much sweetness? I know, I know I can add jalapa, which is a very sweet tobacco, but how far do I turn on the faucet here, right? So... Um, it came. It was like a hate thing, and then I ended up loving the project. I knew I had to love the cigar, and and it was it was funny. We started working with uh, some some bigger companies like Terrapin and uh, Stone Brewery, and 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 a lot of beer drinkers that we had here in the Miami area. And uh, it was funny. It, they, these guys would drink beer, and and together we had this tasting panel. And uh, I was part of the tasting panel without drinking the beer because I find beer to be quite bitter, but. Um, I end up loving the different types of cigars, and and just the guys who love the beer said this is perfect, and uh, the response has been outstanding. So I kind of did it like uh, half blindly, where I I end up loving the cigars and uh, not so much the beer, but uh, the panel said this is the way it works, and uh, the feedback's been quite excellent on it. So uh, I ended up loving the project at the end, but it, it was a tough one for me. But uh, the guys who were the beer experts. Kind of led me across the way, Dave, if if, uh, if you will. Well, they pair up nicely, which, which being a, a scotch drinker, Nick, I've got a perfect uh, next series for you to create, and that would be the Perdomo Spirit Series. One to, patch, uh, to maybe pair up with bourbon, one with a single malt scotch, maybe another one with a uh, gin. I'm just, just throwing that out, and I'm happy to be on the test panel, Nick, just letting uh-huh. you know. And I could put you on, and I think I have I, I, we have one that, <clears throat> that we, we hit that I think we hit a home run with, which was our uh, the Perdomo 12-year double-aged vintage. 
that I got to get you to try that uh, that we did where we uh, we cased fillers, binders, and and wrappers in bourbon barrels. It was our, our first project, and we've we've had this since our third series that you, you I think you'll really love. I'll, I'll get you some of those here in Vegas uh, next week, and um, you're you're really go- you're really going to enjoy that. And I think they pair super well, especially with with uh, with single malt scotches and bourbons. Which I enjoy very much, but uh, we're we're really getting into that where we're trying to really fine tune and zero in with uh, with, with with different with different dark dark uh, dark liquors and and now with 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 uh, special craft uh, with different types of beers also. Listen, I think the Perdomo double aged twelve uh, year vintage in the Maduro is a great accompaniment with a nice uh, cafe uh, cubano or just a nice strong. Uh, Cafe Americano, just a perfect pairing. I agree with you. I agree. Can't go wrong. All right, well, we've got a big announcement, a new cigar. First uh, announcement, you're hearing about this when we come back for the final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show. We'll wrap it up with our Cigar Masters guest, Nick Perdomo, Perdomo Cigars and Tabacalera Perdomo. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner, or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth, it will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. The Cigar Dave Officers Club has been bringing you fantastic cigars every month for the last 15-plus years. The streak continues. The June 2019 Officers Club selection features the Balmoral Añejo Exo Connecticut, a delicious cigar crowned with a shade-grown wrapper from the Connecticut River Valley. The Balmoral Añejo Exo Connecticut Provides a luxuriously creamy experience, nice notes of vanilla, toasted caramel, a little bit of pepper, a nice smooth natural sweetness to the Balmoral Añejo Exo Connecticut. To become a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club and get great cigars such as the Balmoral Añejo Exo Connecticut, it's very simple. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95 per month, you will get three exquisite cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club and experience great cigars such as the Balmoral Añejo Exo Connecticut.
Concluding segment in our Cigar Masters Hour with our special guest, Nick Perdomo of Perdomo Cigars and Tabacalera Perdomo. Nick, the Perdomo Lot 23, great cigar. I remember when you launched that. Very unique cigar because the tobacco came from a very uh, unique farm, a special farm. That's why you called it Lot 23. Uh, so let's talk about that because you've got some changes with the with that particular uh, line of cigars. Yeah, it's a it's an oldie but goodie, and uh, we just uh, finished uh, repackaging the cigar for the trade show, uh, Dave. And uh, really happy. It's a huge brand for the for the company. It's one of the best bangs for the buck. Still a cigar that retails between six and seven dollars. And uh, we just repackaged the first uh, facelift of the brand. It's still the same great cigar. We didn't. We didn't re-blend it. Every time you come out with new packaging, everybody thinks it's going to be changed, but it's not. It's still the same great cigar, but uh, we wanted to give it a little facelift. You know, the brand's been out for over 16 years, and we uh, we we really we really wanted to change it up a little bit. And Arthur Kemper worked together with Rydag out of Holland, and it's got beautiful, vibrant colors and holograms, and uh, I think the consumers and the retailers are really going to love it. Well, you gave it like a little facelift, a little Botox rejuvenation. It's still the same great cigar. And what's really interesting about that particular cigar, you use the fifth and sixth priming for the uh, the Connecticut uh, leaf on there, and that really gives it a unique flavor, nice creaminess. Yeah, it sure does. And, you know, I wanted to mention one thing since, you know, we talked about the Officers Club in Perdomo Habano, and I didn't want to forget about it, but uh, for, 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 for your Officer Club members and we were talking about Perdomo Habano, it was just uh, nominated for Best Brand for the uh, Cigar Journal that uh, just came out. So uh, for the guys that, that are your audience out there to vote for, for Best Brand in Nicaragua, I know you said a lot of the guys really enjoyed the cigar. They can vote for it uh, for Cigar Journal when they get a chance. It was just uh, nominated for Best Brand in Nicaragua So uh, for the cigar trophies this year in Germany. So uh, we'd like to get another trophy there. Not well, it's a great plug. cigar, a great yeah. cigar at a great price. You can't go wrong. Now, big announcement because you are going to be launching a very unique cigar, part of your Perdomo ESV Estate Selection Vintage, and this is coming from a farm using tobacco. I believe it's called the Natalie Farm, named after appropriately your daughter. Yeah, it's a very special farm, Dave. It was actually a farm that we founded seven years ago. It, at one time, it was a crater of a volcano, so it produces. It's extremely rich and fertile, and we named it after my daughter because it was the most beautiful thing I ever saw when I came on the crest of that that hill, and I decided to name it after my daughter, Natalie. And we started cultivating those grounds. Nothing had ever grown on it, and we the tobacco that started growing out of there was extremely lush and very heavy and rich. And what's, what's extremely uh, unique about this cigar is it's probably the most richest and stout cigar that we've, we've ever made. It's one of our oldest brands, and the state selection vintage means it's it comes from all our state farms, and the Natalie farm is definitely our most richest estate farm. And what's unique about this cigar is this is the first tobaccos that we'll actually have in a Perdomo cigar that comes from the Natalie farm. And what's unique about this cigar also, it's, <clears throat> it's a box press cigar. It's our most premium cigar, and I think it's the best cigar we've ever made. It'll have a sub-band that'll say ESV, which will stand for Estate Selection Vintage. And um, it, uh, it, is, it is by far the, the richest cigar that Perdomo's ever come out with, and it'll be, it'll be showcased at the, uh, at the trade show. And we're, it's going to be very limited. It's, we're only going to ship it to about 200 to 250 cigar stores worldwide. And uh, the way we're going to distribute this, it's not going to be the cigar stores that sell the most Perdomo cigars, Dave. It's going to be the cigar 
stores that are going to fall in love and have the passion to hand sell these cigars because it's going to be pretty exclusive to them. It's going to be cigar stores that, if you remember in the old days, where the guys used well, to Vic, come out. I, got, I hate to cut you off, Nick. We are out of time. But I will see you at the Cigar Retailers Convention next week in Vegas, the Perdomo ESV. We will talk more about that and the repackaged Perdomo Lot 23. Nick, I appreciate you joining us. Nick Perdomo of Perdomo Cigars, as always. Look forward to seeing you next week, my friend. Thank you, Dave. Cigar Dave, the general, saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. Look forward to smoking that new Perdomo ESV. Much more coming your way next week.